You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, youtube.com slash up next, and Davey. Where else can they find us? Twitch.com forward slash, sorry, twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast. Yes. Um, This will be the last week we are going live on YouTube. Um, Apparently it's naughty and we're not meant to be doing both. So we are going to be shifting across to Twitch. But that doesn't mean if, if you're people that catch up the next day, the file will be going on YouTube the next day. Apparently we just can't simulcast. So... We're, yeah. we're being naughty one more time to let you all know, um, but we've made the jump to Twitch. Yeah, we're twitching, bitch. Yeah. We're twitching, we're bitching. Uh, yeah, twitch.tv slash upnext, at upnextpodcast, Instagram and Twitter to follow along with all the stuff we do. So many things we do, if you're listening to us right now. Thank you for supporting and listening. But if you want to see more of us, the, the actual video version, like you said, can be on the YouTube as well as like we just did Takeover War Games. The video's up there with time codes of all our reac- reactions from oh, yeah. the watch-along as well. So join us for watch-alongs as well. And uh, twitch.tv slash upnext because sometimes we we game and stuff. I finally figured out how to cheat this. Again, Twitch doesn't like when there's more than one thing going on. So mm. I, I found some ways to try to cheat the system as I'm saying it live on a Twitch stream, which they could hear and be like, no, 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 no you're not allowed to do that. So uh, tune in for that random gaming and stuff like that. If you're into that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it's, it's war games has come and passed. The wars. War games was fantastic. One of my favorite shows of the year. Um, you know what happens after the war? Everyone goes home. Goes home. Kisses. The war is over. Yeah. And produces whatever that was tonight. Oh. Um, ah. Sorry. 
Sorry, I think we're going to be negative oh, tonight. Oh, no. Apologize. No, not again. Uh, yeah, NXT kind of put me in a bad mood tonight. But let's not get into that right now. Let's try and be in a in a bit of a better mood. Okay, um, well, yeah. Well, look, we... What we, should we do? Housekeeping? Some plugs first? <sighs> well, I back, back when it wasn't a two-hour live show on USA, when they just bulk tape things for NXT, they would do a takeover, oh. and then they'd they'd air what is basically the NXT hangover, which is what we would do. So I guess this is the return of the hangover because this is exactly what it felt like tonight. Yeah. War games, post show out wherever you find your podcast and stuff. But tonight is, was not really, uh, I can't even tell you what happened and we just watched it. We're literally on the air right after this just ended. So it's, I know we've been negative leading into war games and then we, we said war games is great, but of course takeovers are great. And then we're back in this shuffle, but yeah, um, we, we'll get into some plugs. I mean, we, we, we're doing another watch along for, uh, Triple Mania. Yes. This Saturday, we gave it the links, all the links at Up Next Podcast Twitter because we'll be tweeting about all the links and stuff on Twitch. We're going to be watching and doing a show for Triple Mania, Triple A, Kenny Omega versus Laredo Kid or mm-hmm. Lorenzo Kid as he calls him. Yep. And, uh, that's kind of the talk of the town because this guy, Kenny Omega, Seems to be popping up everywhere. Yeah, he wants to collect some titles, which yeah. is a great segue to plug the show I did yesterday with Andrew Thompson. Um, we did a very rare Impact review. So if you haven't listened to that, check that out. We go into Impact, AEW. We kind of talk about uh, NXT and AEW for quite a bit as well at the end there. Really great chat with Andrew. Uh, great guy, really uh, yeah, insightful chat, I thought. And it was good. I listened to the first bit of it. Um, I, I heard you guys talking about like what was going on. And it, I feel like a lot of people tuned into this thing. Well, I, yeah. You heard like the yeah. Twitch, uh, numbers. I yesterday. tuned in at the very end to see the Kenny thing because I wasn't watching a full impact show. And, uh, it was like up 52K on Twitch. Yeah. So I'm super happy for those guys. Like it's crazy, but, uh, Kenny Omega clearly is a draw. We do up nextra every Thursday, patreon.com slash up next. And we, uh, we did a special on winter is coming last week, which we thought was pretty good with the, the whole finish with mm-hmm. the screwy, the, the, what is it? The Jacksonville screw job. Yes. Uh, it's interesting. And then he shows up on impact. Should Don Callis and Kenny Omega just always be a thing? I think they are. I think that's what it seems like it's going to be moving forward. Um, yeah, I, I thought Callis on impact yesterday, his promo was, fantastic as was kenny's but i think i think they complement each other I, I said on the impact review it reminds me more of Heyman and punk than Heyman and brock you know like just that relationship yeah. where kenny can talk on his own but it's it's just feeding off each other and that friendship and chemistry they had i i thought they were fantastic um yeah no I, great I, segment on impact I as was, was the Tony Khan, Tony Shivani segment I thought was great. As Very well. interesting that they're, they're, they couldn't get that door open to New Japan. Mm. So they're opening doors everywhere else. Yeah. You know, that's exactly, there's so much Kenny Omega. Uh, again, Triple Mania, he's, he's in, you know, in the, probably not the main event, but the, the, ti- one of the titles are on the line there. So it's just interesting. This, this AEW like reaching out, branching out everywhere, t- grasping everything because like, why not? We're all stuck inside, uh, still and it's like well might as well put on some content and i just think it's a pretty creative way and me of all people fuck that owl but like hey it, if it works it works it helps everybody involved realistically mm. like anyone in impact it helps uh maybe not rich swan 
because they he was not allowed to to go talk to the title champion to Name's talk to the, the champion. List. Yeah, sorry. Name's not on the list. Uh, clearly, a match we're getting in the new year. I see uh, a lot of Impact versus AEW type things happening in the in the new year. I think. I think so as well, and. Like, I kind of, uh, I watch Impact every week and they've got some really great talent there that I want to see succeed. And that, that place has changed ownership and whatever so many times. It's still there. It's like a cockroach. It just survives. Oh, yeah. But I want to see everyone succeed, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if, if we can end up getting a better promotion out of this as well, that's only good for wrestling. Um, John Ceno, I believe, will be covering, uh, the Impact show this weekend on the post wrestling site so check that out main event of chris bay versus rich swan i think will actually be pretty yeah. fantastic big fan of chris bay and i wonder if any more seeds will be planted in this crossover storyline that's going on i think so i think they'll continue it for the next little while of course i think the tag teams are what really people are interested in, considering AEW has all the the good tag teams. You got the North and Impact, though. I think that's a team that everyone kind of. In- I, I see Ethan Page going to uh, good Hamilton boy going over to AEW and maybe maybe becoming a bigger star than he is right now. I think he, he's a, he's in a small pond and he can he can swim elsewhere. They were teasing a, a breakup yeah, as well of yeah. the North. Um, so sign them both. Jo- both of those guys. Are, I think they're both yeah. fantastic, and I bo- think they both have potential as as single stars it's crazy josh alexander i i swear i went to like his retirement on an in, at an indie show once, oh, yeah. and then he came back he did have injuries before but he came back and to see him finally get somewhere on tv and stuff is, is pretty incredible and same goes for for all ego uh ethan page it's interesting when you see these guys kind of finally get get a chance to, to go for something i mean so. we follow nxt so we're used yeah. to seeing those those people who you're waiting for that breakout moment and suddenly everything starts clicking into place. Yeah. Uh, I definitely feel that's the case with those guys. But if we're talking about crossovers, yeah. um, we're geeky here. At Up next, there's a certain Spider-Man crossover oh. event happening. Uh, are you ready to talk about this? I got two words for you. Alfred Molina. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> This sounds crazy. Obviously, the rumors of uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield being yeah. involved, that's been circulating for a while. Right. It seems like it's happening. You then had the confirmation of Jamie Foxx uh, being in the new Tom Holland Spider-Man film. Yeah. Obviously, he played um, Electro. Electro. We saw J.K. Simmons at the end of the last Spider-Man film. And now they're talking about Emma Stone, Kirsten Dunst, um Talking about uh, what's Daredevil. his name, Charlie? What's yeah. his name? Who played Daredevil in the Netflix show? Which is super interesting because they haven't married those two worlds. They cancelled that at show at all. So that is super interesting. I I think there's that worry from a lot of people. I've heard this from some of my friends. I know what the worry is. You're worried they won't put Topher Grace in it. <laughs> That's what you're worried about. Maybe, maybe, um, but. The whole thing with Spider-Man 3, the original Spider-Man 3, was kind of too much going on, too many characters, and people are going, oh, is that going to happen this time? I don't care. This is fucking cool. Yeah. Right? We're seeing... It worked in the animated one, all those different Spider-Men coming together. We do have films leading into this. We do have Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. We do have the Tobey Maguire trilogy. Um, Even if it's a mess... 
I, I kind of don't care. I just want to see it. I just can't see how it, it is going to be. It's going to be a beautiful mess, if anything, because it, that's it, what it I just mean. it's is so much things going on in it. Uh, there's talks of of uh, the vampire guy, Jared Leto, Morbius. Morbius. He's being brought in because his movie's been shelved since you know pandemic. Right. It was it's supposed to be out by now yeah. already. Um, don't know how I feel about that trailer. It looks okay. Like I want to watch it, but I really didn't like Venom. I thought that was just a, such a stupid movie. Mm-hmm. I, as a kid, as a guy who as a kid read all the Spider-Man comics, and for them to just finally make a movie about Venom and ignore everything, I was like, really? I just hope that isn't the thing that they're crossing over. But it seems like it it is. You, you know what though? If this is the way you're doing it, because the whole thing with the Spider Verse is the stories get told differently in yeah. each universe. Yeah. So I kind of don't mind if you do bring it's Tom true. Hardy's a great actor. He's so charismatic. Yeah. And I think when I saw Venom, I I did enjoy it. But when I kind of turned that fanboy thing off in my head mm-hmm. and just kind of watched it as, all right, this is a standalone film and try not to think about all the comics beforehand. I found it quite enjoyable. And I think if you can use that as like a, a different universe link, it could work. Uh, it's I'm, weird because Michael Keaton's going to be in this movie as the Vulture. Yes. And he's also being in the Batman multiverse movie in the as Flash, Batman. Yeah. So like, isn't that crazy? The dude's making it's, double the checks. It's nuts. I'm super excited. I think you know what? I kind of trust Marvel Studios. Even their yeah. worst film in the MCU isn't a car crash, you know? Right. Like, uh, I'm thinking of kind of Iron Man 3, Captain Marvel, Thor 2. Does Ghost Rider count? No, no. probably not. But they're not. He should show up. <laughs> they're not terrible films, even the worst MCU films. Right. Hell, they managed to make Guardians of the Galaxy work. So I kind of trust it. And it's going to do an incredible number at the box office if box offices are a thing each coming soon to hbo max (laughs) spider-man 3 i think it's i think it's pretty great i've been playing the spider-man marvel spider-man on playstation and like spider-man has all these characters and side stories that like should be put into movies like watching that game now i know i'm late and the miles one is out which is also incredible but like the fact that there's like so many different alleys and avenues they could put on major screen i I think I went into the last Spider-Man movie with Mysterio and Jake Gyllenhaal thinking it was, there's no way they can make this as good as the last time they made the Spider-Man, the first one with Tom Holland. Mm. And then it blew me away. I was like, wow, how did they manage to make Mysterio work after all these years? So I, I think they're, they're going to make a killer movie. I think there's no way they can't, uh, whether you're like a fan of the, the cartoon 90s Spider-Man, uh, which is on Disney plus and it's great, but like they go into the multiverse with like Madame Webb. So it's clearly they're just using that with the multiverse storyline. It's like there's all sorts of different spiders. So Alfred Molina is Doc Ock. Like he's going to show up, maybe join the Sinister Six. I don't know what the script of this movie, how many drugs you had to write, do to write this mo- upcoming well, script. Well, and how much, I think, am I right in thinking that um, Doctor Strange is coming yeah. first? So I, I imagine there being some kind of tie in yeah. to set up. He fucks timelines up. It's Marvel, right? Even though. It sounds like a lot going into one film. Yeah. There are probably other films and TV shows where you can set up little nuggets and seeds going into it. I'm super excited. I'm I'm glad to see uh, like both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire get another shot at it. I know uh, I've mentioned before about um, Andrew Garfield trained at my school. And mm-hmm. the day before he flew out to LA to start filming. Not New York? No, LA, I believe. <laughs> He had a sit down with us and chatted for about two hours. Yeah. And 
this guy loved Spider-Man and had all these great ideas and stuff. And so did Mark Webb, the director. And then his name was Webb. His name was Webb. But then the studio gets involved and basically became a thing that they didn't really want. It, it wasn't the film they wanted either. So I think for someone like Andrew Garfield to get another shot at it, obviously so. Toby Maguire, there was meant to be a, a number four coming out. And with Sam Raimi being the director of Doctor Strange, it's all it's all tying up. It's all here. coming back together. Uh, I think it's pretty awesome. You know, Bruce Campbell's going to show up because he has to because it's Sam Raimi's involved right, yep. somehow. Yeah, uh, there's there's all sorts of different. I mean, who's going to play Miles? Are we going to have Childish Gambino, Donald Glover? Are we finally he's getting that? Old. No, he's already played. His he's uncle. the Prowler. He's played his uncle. So the Prowler is yeah. going to be in this movie yeah, too. Maybe Fuck it. it's going to be it's going to be pretty wild. I think I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to all the talks about it. You keep seeing every day. It's like Daredevil's added. Uh, this guy's added. Gwen Stacy's back. It's like, whoa, what are they doing with this movie? I, I'm assuming most of them are, are like small cameos and stuff, but like, there's gotta be reasons why. So, uh, I think it's, I think it's great. Uh, sorry, who's like behind this? Uh, is it Sam Raimi who's like in charge of this movie? No, uh, Sam Raimi's doing the, uh, Doctor Strange one. This is John Watts directing this. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over. Who directed the other one? Yeah. The other Spider-Man. I'm kind of over the superhero like genre. I think it's been beaten to, to death, especially, especially once Endgame happened. Like it's okay. Can we move? Like I, I, I figure we'd move on. And instead it's like Disney's just greenlit, like even more shows and stuff. I've I, got no problem. It's down to the audience to move on. It's if there's an appetite yeah. for it, watch it. There's thousands of other sure, movies that sure. aren't superhero that you can go out and watch. Because, because like John Favreau is the guy that like, He's 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 in the spider. He's going to be in the Spider-Man movie as ha- is it Happy he plays, yep. and and like he's he's been tied with the Marvel. He helped like save that one, create that one. He helped create like the whole Marvel MCU type thing. And then right now he's saved Star Wars. <laughs> like how does this guy? John Favreau is amazing. Watch Swingers. Watch Chef. Because I can't. I know we're going to do a wrap up, wrap up of the Mandalorian season two, but without getting into it too deep, like just crazy that this is what Star Wars could have been like for so long. But instead we're talking about politics and metachlorians and all sorts of shit. And now it's a fucking Western with shootouts and crazy effects on a show I get when I subscribe to a service. It's just, yeah, it's so crazy. Like. That this this is the guy. Out of all the people, I wouldn't have thought that John Favreau was the guy to create such a masterpiece of a show. It makes me more excited for these Marvel TV shows as well. I think serialized drama is you can tell so much more story in it, right? We were saying off air the other day with these uh, Mandalorian episodes, where one of these episodes might be a ten fifteen minute set piece in the film that just breezes by it, whereas. You spend 30, 40 minutes on it and it just fleshes out the universe and these characters. It's crazy. It's, it's been so entertaining. I've been, I've been watching that and I know time ago, like when the pandemic started, I, uh, started a show I never watched, The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the final season of, I'm on season six of Sopranos. And like, this is when like, it's like picking up, they're picking off everyone. It's picking up full steam. It's getting crazy. Is so, this where I have to go to the Twitch room? No spoilers for the spoilers uh, or I, you'll get booted Yeah, as well. I know. They play Journey at the end. Okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's just like, I've, I, I'm not much of a TV person. So like to, to finally, it's, it's like a slow burn is the Sopranos. And finally, like towards the end, shit just hits the fan. So I've been really enjoying 
that watching lately. But I, I will say, like, the Mando is something I was like, ah, it's Mando's back and cool. But to finally, like, to see it where it is, I'm like, oh, it's actually making me want to wait to... To, I, I like the streaming services making you wait. I don't like just dropping it's, it out. It's how it's how I used to enjoy watching TV. It gives you a chance to theorize and and talk about it. I think now you have Stranger Things will come out and it will be dumped. Yeah, and people will watch it in a day, and you'll talk about it that week, and, and it's then over. you'll move on, and there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. Whereas if you have to wait every week, you oh, what do you think that thing is? What do you think's going to happen to this guy? Where where is that person going? It it's so much more interesting and enjoyable for me, at least. I, I I think you shouldn't be just dumping a show out. Like I think you should be able to. You should have to wait the you get more value out of it as I well. Think, so. think when Mandalorian came out, sure Disney had the entire back catalog. Yeah, but think the WWE Network. It's that back catalog is awesome. But how often do you actually go back and watch? I mean, we do for our shows, <laughs> but the everyday person, how yeah. much do you actually go back and watch? Whereas if they were to just dump Mandalorian on day one, the whole thing, people would have watched it, got their seven-day free trial, and unsubscribed. Whereas forces you, oh, I've got to wait till next week. Yeah, I got to wait till, till Friday. It's smart, I think. Uh, and I swear it'll be the last time I mentioned Disney Plus. But you know what else they have on there? It's it's technically not a Disney movie, mm. but they, they clearly bought the rights to it because they're like, we know this is every December we're getting the check. It leads to a, a Twitter question I put out today. I never knew I could make people so divided. Listen closely. Home Alone or Home Alone 2? That's a tough one. It's got to be Home Alone 3 for me. <laughs> not 4? More baddies means a better film. The, thir- the third I've one? I've not seen the fourth one. I-, I did kind of enjoy the third the- one. When I was a kid. When he gets his yeah. weenie trapped in the toilet. Yeah, know, yeah. Mike, Max, in the swimming pool. It's Max Keeble, the little kid. Uh, I-, I asked my Twitter universe at uh, the Bray D, and I said Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1, right? And people, I don't think I've seen my timeline more divided. They're more divided than the U.S. was before the election. <laughs> they are divided. And I, I, I need answers. And I it's can't, Home Alone 1. Home Alone 1's the best. One. I just watched them, both. Uh, and I'm watching and I'm like, ah, this the first one, obviously. Like, no, no doubt. And then I think the second one has more laughs. But realistically, the first one is is a better movie. The first one's the better movie. The second one gets a lot more cartoony. It's with funny. With some of the... Yeah. Uh, Tim Curry, Rob like Schneider. The electrocution, you see, like, his skeleton at one point, I think, as he's getting electrocuted. Like, it gets a lot more ridiculous. Yeah. It's still a really funny movie. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's a tough one. They're really... they're It's a hard, hard-hitting question. I mean, I got to get more in the holiday... The holidays are going to suck this year, so Christmas movies aren't really my bag, but Home Alone... I Joe Pesci, I can watch all the time, but... I'm, I'm, I need some, we're going to be doing Krampus next week on yes. the Patreon, which I don't think I've seen in full. It's from 2015. Mm. So we're going to be talking about that one, but I need some, some good. I watched Jingle All the Way the other day and just got really sad because I miss Phil Hartman, but I, I need some good content Christmas movies, but I don't think they exist. I don't think that's really a thing. <laughs> you just. Uh, ask John. John Pollock has some oh, yeah. terrible suggestions. For oh him. yeah, I I know he how he feels about Home Alone one or two, and I don't want to say it because I'll make him reply on Twitter or here. Because he I, doesn't like him. Oh no no no, he likes them, but okay. you wouldn't guess which one he likes more than the other. Two, I'm guessing. I can't tell you. Strange cat, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like Bad Santa, Eight Crazy Nights. There's there's some good ones, but maybe we'll watch some. Well, with a little bit of a Culkin tie-in. 
Uh, oh, yeah. We just recorded uh, a show just earlier today that's going to drop on Sunday. It's our new episode of Up Yours, where we're joined by Kevin Hudson from Geek Centric to talk all about Scott Pilgrim versus the world from 2010, starring Michael Sarah, but more importantly, starring Kieran Culkin. Yeah, your favorite. My favorite. And, Roman Roy himself. Uh, the cast of that movie is crazy. Considering it's ten year yeah. anniversary of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, it's filmed in in our hometown here, Toronto. It's literally filmed outside near our house, like actually right outside where we live. And uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting looking at that. Anna Kendrick not playing with plastic cups mm-hmm. uh, way before that, I would imagine. Like right, like yeah. yeah. The, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, she's in it. She's just as uh, an evil ex. Aubrey Plaza, Captain America, Chris Pine. Sorry, Chris. Chris Evans. Evans. That's yeah, one. yeah. They're both handsome. Chris's. So Come on. that's one of our, our shows. Up yours. World champ patrons. Uh, if you're crazy enough to be a world champ, you get to eventually come on, pick something for us to review and join us and chat all about it. So, so your boy Kev, uh, picked this movie. He, he put it to a vote between Social Network and Scott Pilgrim. I like both movies, but, uh, I think this one is a more interesting, more fun review. So that's coming out this week for all. Uh, North American and World Champs. Uh, but it's not the only show we have this week. No, we've obviously got our Up Next review of AEW Dynamite tomorrow. And then on Friday, brand new episode of Best Match Ever, where we'll be talking about all the best matches in the history of Starcade. Yeah, woo! We're going to be talking about Ric Flair, your favorite wrestler, Harley Race, uh, Magnum TA, Tully Blanchard. There's some other. Uh, Eddie crazy- Guerrero, yeah. Rey Mysterio. So that's the one where we review and kind of rate, give our star ratings, and then pick which Starcade match is the best. Each of us give our picks there. So that's always a fun show. We nerd out about the wrestling. That's where the WWE Network comes in handy, where you get to oh, go yeah. back and, and watch. When it and works. When, when it, it works. works, unlike our takeover uh, mishap that kept happening. But uh, as well as Up Next every Thursday, where we will definitely be talking about Kenny Omega. I saw, I know I mentioned the word Endgame. Mm. Just earlier, I saw a post on Reddit, and I'm sorry if I'm just stealing this from this guy, but this guy put out this 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 thread, uh, and I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on Up Next. And I'm just going to leave it with the question: Is Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi wrestling's endgame? We'll talk about it. Okay, on all our right. AEW show. So uh, we do all these things, including uh, we just did Catwoman. Uh, what did we? What else did we do last week? I feel like it was time ago. We did after- was next? Oh, uh, was next. We talked yeah. a lot about uh, filet fish. Um, we got a lot of messages about food talk. Yeah. People like when we talk about filet of fish um, and <laughs> junior chickens yeah. and uh, stuff. I made some killer food this week. I made. Uh, uh, I didn't make it today, but I made okonomiyaki, which is like this Japanese kind of street food type thing. And it's, I've, I've mastered it. And I feel like so proud that like I can cook something that's like, I, when I learned how to make sushi, I was like, wow, I know how to make my favorite stuff. It's great. But when you finally like master something that like, I don't, you ever just, you need, you want to make something to make yourself feel good. Mm. I can do it now. And it's like this, nice. this thing that's over me today. I, you're in this veggie kick lately. Yeah. Is it a I, veggie or vegan kick? It's not, not definitely vegan, not vegan. Not vegan. No, yeah. I had Parmesan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been about 11 days now. Uh, no alcohol and no meat. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you doing? Doing good. Yeah. You probably feel Working alive. Working out a lot. I've dropped a few LBs. There you I've go. I've saved a few pounds as well. There you go. Um, or dollars. I have no problem with eating vegetarian. It's It's fine. so much easier now I'm just at home because I, I really enjoy cooking. 
So mm-hmm. for me, like, it's not to say that meat is unhealthy, but I think you can easy, easily lean towards more unhealthy food. And I think, uh, takeout wise, I'm ordering takeout a lot less because I'm cooking. Normally I'd be working in a bar or a restaurant where yeah. it's mainly a lot of fried food and the salads aren't particularly inspiring. So, um, it's challenged me to make food that I enjoy eating and doesn't have any. That's meat what I mean. It. Yeah. It's, it's better for the world as well. So I'm not saying this is going to be a permanent thing, but right now I'm, I'm not really struggling. I can't say I'm going, Oh, really need a burger right now or whatever. Yeah. Um, doing pretty well. I think it would be a lot harder if I was going to work every day. On top of it, it is once you have a schedule where you don't have a schedule, like you, you can make your own schedule. Yeah, then like, I just yeah. spend a few hours of the day cooking something awesome. Yeah, and had some great things and well, made I made a curry yesterday. Yeah, I've been having stir fries. I haven't had. I don't think I've had meat this in the past like five days. I know. Really? I, you, yeah, yeah. Not not just just so just so happens, but mm. like I feel like the same way. Like I definitely could not skip out. I couldn't do the whole vegan thing. That thing is tough. Cheese is hard. Cheese is hard. Oh, yeah. You love your cheese. I made uh, a veggie pizza the other day with a um, cauliflower bread. So I made it gluten-free as well. And it was pretty good. It was was hard. And I I realized I kind of ate into it too quickly because you need to let it cool down for the base to like harden. harden. Um, But when I went back for like another slice, it was, oh, this is is good now. More proper. Um, But vegan cheese just doesn't really cut it. I'm sorry, sorry, tofu. <laughs> Get out of here. Been I'd rather a, just eat full on veggies. I've been than having tofu. tempeh, which isn't okay. bad. Um, I don't mind tofu. It's got to be firm. It's about texture for me. And if you're mixing it in, like if you're making a curry or whatever, like you make, you've got so much other stuff in there anyway. Um, the ground beef I got, like the fake, fake ground, ground beef. beef, is pretty good. Yeah, like that's great because like you're making a like a bolognese or a chili or whatever, you're packing it with so much veg and stuff anyway. It's it's more of a texture thing than flavor. Because today I made uh, like a, I it was cauliflower and zucchini based, but with all sorts of other veggies that I like roasted and kept in the oven all day and then like kind of turned into a sauce that I made with Parmesan and stuff. But it it didn't have meat and it's fine. Yeah, like you don't right. need to have meat and everything. And I, and I, I stay, stay, a nice steak is like perfect for me, but like, yeah, I, I feel oh, like it's I, not I that made hard. a killer steak just before I started. Right before? This. It was incredible. It's right. one of the best steaks I've ever cooked. So you're going to have to... But I'm probably going to do this up until Christmas. Have a... Oh, and a while out. Enjoy, enjoy my Christmas yeah. season as best as I can under the circumstances. And then probably January, give it a rest again. So we're going to do a Christmas, par- uh, Christmas party. <laughs> me, <Yeah>. and- <laughs> me and you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's going to be, I, I kind of just don't want to celebrate Christmas this year. I know that yeah. sounds miserable, but I just, yeah. just really don't want to do it. Uh, we'll have a Christmas. We'll have a New Year's. We'll get, we'll have a New Year's Evil, which we'll talk about. I don't even think 2021's coming. No. I think it's just going to go to December 32nd, 2020, and we'll, yeah. It's okay it's though, be because look, all these, uh, uh, we're in Toronto, but Oceaga Music Festival, Montreal. They're announcing a lineup for, for the summer. Saw so Foo Fighters, Cardi B. Uh, who else was it? Post Malone. Post Malone, let's go. Every generation that has bad music taste. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I used to love Dave Don't Grohl. Don't like Foo Fighters? Oh, they're overrated. Come no, on. No, you're wrong. You're I also wrong. I hear the shit you listen to. Come I on. also think... Foo Fighters are fantastic. I think Dave Grohl is good, like... 
they had really good music, but for the long period of like their newer stuff is just not oh, good. Oh, I don't know any of their new stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I he's, just, he's a fantastic front man. I, I think he's good. And I, I just, it, it's just strange. I don't think that concerts are, are happening. Like I know that the vaccine is coming everywhere and, and, and supposedly shout out Pfizer. Oh, if it's not coming here, I'm just flying home, <laughs> flying to the UK. <laughs> just jab me with that thing. Yeah. Twice. It has to be really cold. Really cold. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Just jab me with it. If it kills me, so what? Had a good run. Had a good run for the first 30 years. Yeah, this year. The last year wasn't good. Yeah. It really wasn't good. I don't know. Like, it's not going to just change things back to the way it was right away. So I feel like 2021 is still going to be a little little rocky. Uh, A lot of walking. Just go for walks. That's what I find. I've walked so much. (laughs) Isn't that the only thing you can do these days? I walked 20 miles the other day. (laughs) Wow. And then the next day I walked 14. You sound like yesterday, Forrest Gump. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday I only walked three because I had like a lot walking. of stuff to do. I've been making my resume, <laughs> going to get a job. I don't know what. Turns out I'm severely unqualified for anything. <laughs> <laughs> you just put in your resume podcaster, NXT podcaster. Pretty much. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. Hey, no. Don't get an acting degree, guys. <laughs> Fuck. Don't go if into- it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Don't, don't get an acting degree. Don't go into media studies broadcast journalism uh don't go into the arts hey that opens up more doors <laughs> an acting degree you're going to be an actor uh you're forgetting you are now a published author <laughs> because you write post wrestling's impact wrestling reports yep. every tuesday night and then sometimes even podcast about it um, so uh you're we're, you're all right i just see if impact's hiring if they don't pay really well, I dude, didn't. I can show you receipts. Neither does the service <laughs> industry right now. <laughs> uh, well, you can listen to you talk. And of course, uh, all the extra shows we do where we get into random stuff. We're simply just filling time because this is. A I don't want to show. talk about this. We show. really don't want to talk about NXT. And I know we're, we, we've been hella negative on up next because leading into war, leading into war games, we didn't feel the magic of war games and then the day happened and it was a great event like they they put on a really good show i I must say nxt war games was fun i think we both said our did you say that your match of the night was the women's as well i think so yeah but you could easily have said that for the men's main event or the triple threat like all the matches just not the strap match really which yeah even that wasn't bad it just shouldn't have been on the show in my opinion and i just feel like we're in this big we're back right away that after such a good show, after such a high that we kind of just instantly fall back in line to the way it was. I know we'll be talking about AW, but they've announced a, like a schedule for the next like month and so because they're announcing some, some like specials, essentially mm. some holiday specials and NXT announced New Year's Evil, which is January 6th. So we will be doing a show for that. That's kind of their next big special. And it looks as if the title is going to be on the line. So, uh, all I know is our Twitch chat is mad at me for, for saying Dave Grohl's overrated. I think one person is. But then uh, someone's mentioning that they want the vaccine so that we can all go to WrestleMania. Sure. Do you think that will happen? Uh, I think WrestleMania is going to have a crowd. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I don't think the states are going to have the vaccine by then, to be honest. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't see you and I having the vaccine by then. I no. think you're going to want frontline workers. You're going to want the elderly. Uh, you're going to want people with like, uh, like uh, autoimmune disorders, yeah. that kind of thing. You and I, we're, we're bottom of the list. Right. I reckon. So we'll just stay inside. But as soon as we're allowed. Yeah. 
I mean, jab it. You can't <laughs> jab it into my veins. Jab it into my fucking put, neck. Put the Pfizer in my yeah. veins. So you're saying we can't go to Wrestle Kingdom this year, but next year there's possibility that we can go and then go to Super Mario World. Sure. Yeah. Let me try and figure <laughs> out how I can feed myself and put a roof over my head first. But Veggies once, are cheap. Once, once, yeah. <laughs> once we sorted that out, maybe we can think about Wrestle Kingdom in two years. For the end game of Kenny and Coda. <laughs> hey, does Sting going to be there too? Show. Sting going to be there? Sure, yeah. They're all going to be Mace there. Mace Windu. They're all going to be there. Yeah. Let's talk about NXT from December 9th, 2020 from the, I almost said the Cruiserweight Classic, the CWC, the, I don't even remember what it stands for. The Central Wrestling Center. The Capital Wrestling Center. <laughs> I was quizzing you. Yeah. I was testing you. So... NXT starts off a little video recap of War Games from last Sunday, and we start off with the man we were promised, and that is Finn Balor, the NXT champion. He comes down, looking fresh, got the title on his shoulder, leather jacket. He grabs a microphone in the middle of the ring and says, War Games is done. It's over. Team Sports, it's done. It's over. Captains, factions, bragging rights, pfft. Not interested. The champion is back. So anyone back there thinking they know me will come and get to know me. If you... And he's interrupted by Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne comes out. He goes, hey, Finn, as he walks down to the to the ring. We are cut from the same cloth, you and I. You're, we're not so different, you and I. We're all, we're from overseas and it's about time that me and you have come face to face. I'm glad you're back, but don't get used to it. Insinuating he's gonna be the one to take him out again. He made some jokes on war games that he, he would have done worse if he had the opportunity to face Finn. But Pete is cut off by Kyle O'Reilly, who comes out with the microphone. He says, Oh, I guess my invitation to this was lost in the mail. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater, you're tough. Everyone knows it, but I know firsthand that my hand was raised on Sunday. He pinned Oni Lorcan. Finn, I broke your jaw. You may have won the match, but come on, man. Two months of eating food out of a straw? I think I won that match. And I think we have some unfinished business. And then he's interrupted by Damien Priest. So up until this point, I was kind of fine with this. Um, we sort of theorized on Sunday that Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne seemed to have unfinished business. They worked the majority of the match against each other. Kyle obviously got the pinfall in war games, but Pete Dunne technically has a win over Kyle O'Reilly from the, the ladder, ladder match, match the other week. So up to this point, makes perfect sense. These are two guys that feel that they should be in line to get a title shot. So then Damien Priest. Then Damien Priest blew that out of the water because what's he doing here? Yeah, so Damien Priest says, I've been waiting to face Finn because Priest versus Balor sounds pretty good. And he's met with, Oi, aren't you the geezer who couldn't beat Leon Ruff? Says Pete Dunn. And he says, Well, aren't you the guy who's paid by Pat McAfee? And then there's a joke about how Kyle took, was it six months off? Oh, I didn't get paid to take time off. I don't, 
I was a little lost here. Whether... I think Priest was saying it about both of them, because both Dunn and uh, Kaya weren't working for the longest time, were, were they? Yeah. So I think that's what Priest was, it was their dig. Look, I've been here the whole time. Where have you guys been? So they, they're all standing in the ring, and while they're all mouthing off at each other, Finn Balor just gets out Dips. of the ring and walks off, like slowly just leaves. And he's, they're like, uh, what, what's, what's going on? He's just not interested. And he says, ah, you guys need to learn some matters. You all cut me off. So how about this? January 6th, New Year's Evil, I'll defend this title. And we'll see who gets that funeral. Or did he say funeral? <laughs> Would have been funny. <laughs> uh, as he's standing there, Carrion Cross's music hits, and out comes Scarlet, mm. decked up all spooky and scary, like kind of what's the, that Angelina Jolie Maleficent kind of vibes I'm getting out of that. And Scarlet just like kind of circles Finn, staring at him. And Finn raises the microphone and says, I got a message for your boy. Tell him when he's ready, Finn's ready. And Damien Priest, as Finn leaves, Damien Priest, who's still in the ring, says, Hey, Scarlet, hey, Smoke Show, I got to ask, do you tell him to wait in the car while you handle his business? Next time, he should step to me like a man. And that's the segment. Um... I felt this started out okay, and then I felt maybe they ran out of scripted lines they were supposed to say before the music hit or something, but it just fell apart. Um, it sounded like just like three school kids trying to improvise. Like It, it was horrible. Uh, I didn't think anyone came across particularly well in this, um, and this is the start of your Carrion Cross return after all these months. I you think, just play yeah. his music and Scarlet comes out. Sorry, it was Priest, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't have a right to no. uh to challenge. He lost He has a right to challenge a Johnny. Yeah. Like you got screwed over yeah, by he a can get a rematch there. Twenty ghost faced yeah, he, dudes. He didn't do anything. I thought if Champa came out and he was the third guy, cool. I'd have bought that. That that kind of makes sense to me. Um a heel is always going to try and logic his way into a yeah. position. So Dunn being there made sense to me. Damon Priest didn't do anything, mate. You lost. I just, why we're going to get to cross because spoiler, he does come back tonight, but in such this, I just said that war games was such a hot show. I thought it was such a banger of a network special. And this is what you hit us back with. This is the, this is the comeback? Like, this is to get me interested? This did the absolute reverse, I think, of what they were attempting here. Because this is this cooled me off for this entire episode. I didn't give a shit about what happened later in this show. Because this was so terrible. Like, how am I supposed to be excited for any... Like, you didn't you didn't actually say we were getting a match. You just said you're going to... He's fighting on that special. And then the, the re-debut of the return of Cross, like... What? Like, so backwards here. Yeah, I mean, personally for me, I, I kind of see, I see it as they're going to go to Cross and Balor probably at the pay-per-view, not New Year's Evil. Got you. But maybe just hold him off until then and just beat up 
whoever wins the title match at New Year's Evil have a big return, something like epic to end. But it was just wasted this return of Cross. Um, and Damien Priest didn't need to be there. It's it's just. <laughs> I, I feel I feel it's weird. I felt like Takeover was so hot and so good, and now yeah, they're showing us that Kyle is a main eventer, Pete's a main eventer, Priest. I guess could he's done with the North American title, cool. But it's just it doesn't make sense. I, I the reason I don't watch my Raws and my Smackdowns is because I, I I I don't like the copy paste without being creative. And NXT used to not do that. It used to be really creative with some of their stuff, and now it's not doing that. The problem is a. L- a lot of Raw and SmackDown talent can do these awful scripted pr- promos. They're yeah. awful, but I mean, I know you didn't watch that Liv Morgan documentary, but she was talking about the, I think they call it the mirror room at the, the PC, which is basically this recording studio. You go in and you're talking to yourself in front of a mirror mm. and it logs the amount of time you're just running these promos. Pete Dunn, you need to go to that room because... <laughs> I picked him for worst promo fucking two years ago. Pete, Pete's just been hanging out in the tanning bed. Yeah, that's maybe. clearly what he's been doing. The, fake, the streaky fake tan he's been putting on. It's just a little backwards because this is supposed to be, and I know people are going to be hyped that crosses back, but isn't it like this is his comeback? Wouldn't you expect something a little bit? It was so anticlimactic. A little bit more exciting. Yeah. It didn't work for me. I, I went into this show actually super hyped after such a great show last week. And I just instantly after watching this, the the pieces weren't in the right slots here. Like you have Finn Balor. He's great. He should be, he should, he, I don't know. Do you just do New Year's Evil with Kyle versus Finn for a free TV rematch or something? And that's where Cross came back and attacks Finn. Like there's just so many other logical things that make sense than what they did today. Yeah. And it just made me instantly groan. And I know we're super negative on this show. And it's like, because they're doing this boring shit. like Zero creativity and yeah. shit performances, unfortunately. And I like these guys. I like I like their wrestling. But this this wasn't good. Yeah, uh, wasn't, wasn't too big Let's of a fan. Let's move on. <laughs> so we go now to a commercial break. But when we come back, Pete Dunn is backstage. And he's like, yeah, I didn't want to wait. I want to fight. And he's attacked... By Killian Dane. Remember, he beat him with the car door yep. with Pat and stuff. Um, and Dane is like, you want to end my career, huh? And, uh, well, they've announced that uh, this match is going to happen later tonight. Pete Dunne versus Killian Dane. Can't wait. Jake At Ga- least that's logical. <laughs> At least that makes sense, you know? He did try to kill him with the car. Uh, Jake Atlas is in the ring. With his lit ass entrance music, mm-hmm. can't get enough of this theme, and he's going one on one against Isaiah Swerve Scott. So these two have their their challenges of trying to get the cruiserweight title, both separately, and now they got to fight. And we'll see maybe if the winner of this kind of goes in that direction. And I know we have Kurt Stallion. Uh, kind of in the the background of... Okay, this is another gripe I have. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. But Kurt Stallion is your number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship. He's not wrestled on NXT. I know he does his things on 205, but for me, it's the equivalent of having Kevin Owens is your challenger to Roman Reigns on SmackDown, but Kevin Owens has only been wrestling on main event. You know, it's... The Cruiserweight Championship is part of NXT now. Santos Escobar is a prominent part of NXT every week. Why am I watching Jake Atlas and Swerve 
when your challenger, your number one contender, is chilling on 205. I, I, I am a little confused. because doesn't they, make sense. They're... Their social media is all like, oh, Kurt Stallion's like a number one contender or something like that. And then it's the story is now, well, we got to find out. from that tag match last week. Yeah. And yeah, what, why was this not Swerve versus, uh, sorry, Swerve versus uh, Stallion to try and get Stallion a big win? I know they're trying to build Jake, but for me, it's your challenger you should be building up. I know we saw Santos last week in the mixed tag. And then, of course, he wasn't on TakeOver. But he, maybe he should have just come out, joined commentary, or cut a promo being like, hey, I'm a champion and I'm not on a TakeOver. Like, what's the deal? Yeah. Uh, there's, some, there, there's something to be said about that. But instead, we just get – I don't know. I feel like they're not doing a good job of making us care. Like, we we always said the stakes of TakeOver. There wasn't really any stakes. Like, it was a good show, but the stakes weren't – there yeah. was a one, there was a title match and like, cool. But so I'm just like, are the stakes here that the winner goes to the cruiserweight title? Okay. But I just, this, this show week to week lately has just made me not care. Yeah. That's what it's been doing. Um, but Jake Atlas and Swerve are great performers. Yeah, sure. I, I think Completely. so. Uh, Jake and Swerve one on one. There's a cartwheel spot where Jake gets caught into some armbar type move from Swerve, but gets out of that. They're countering each other's moves. They're really fast and they definitely know each other. They're like doing backflips and, and springboards against the ropes and stuff, but they keep countering and countering. Uh, eventually Swerve hits his flashy flatliner, but Atlas kicks out at two. There's Atlas who gets to his feet and hits a super kick, but then runs into this like spinning clothesline. There's a X-plex type, like sit out type of move. Looks pretty cool as yeah, well that looks awesome. for a two count. And then there's a series of roll-ups back and forth. They're trying to get each other's number, but it's Jake who eventually gets the shoulders to the mat with like a, like a pinning kind of, uh, was it three handed, three handed credenza or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but it's like a, holding him down to the mat and it's Swerve who can't get his shoulder out of that. He's like locked and tied down to the mat here trying to f- kick out, but he cannot. And Jake gets the three winning this match. Thought it was a pretty entertaining quick match. Um, both guys I like a lot. I think they've got a lot to them and I see, uh, I see them moving up the card in over the next couple of years. Um, what was most interesting was after the match, Swerve had this look on his face where he just seemed furious at Atlas here. Yeah. So it looks like we're getting a bit of a character change, maybe moving uh, into more of a heel role from, from Swerve, which I think is kind of good because I, I found him quite bland character-wise. So maybe this will unlock something different in him. And I see a, a rerun of this match down the line. Yeah, I could see because he kind of looked like he wanted to hit him, yeah. but he didn't do it. He, he just like frustrated and he leaves. So uh, I could see. But the issue with Jake Atlas is every time he's on NXT, his matches are like under five minutes. It feels like yeah. they're really quick. So it's like I'm not they're not really giving him a chance to kind of show what he can do. Kind of the same well, with Swerve. I feel his story right now is he's just he's racking up these wins to work his way up the ladder again before he can challenge. And then we'll probably have a more substantial match. Um but yeah, I just don't understand why we're seeing this and not a Kurt Stallion match. The yeah, That's if my he's bright. the cruiser, he's the number, the number one contender. One. I'm just happy I got to see Jake Atlas and his theme song, and it's then he nice he theme. won the match, so I got to hear it a second time. Yeah, right. We have Champa backstage sitting on a chair. He loves chairs sitting on them. At least he says anything is worth fighting for. Never comes easy. I have to know the past needs to die in the past. Cameron Grimes, you're sure the squeakiest. Well, you're loud, brash, ignorant, 
means you're confident, but you're also scared. So let's find out tonight. Grimes versus Champa a little later on tonight. I This was a match that was just announced earlier in the week. It has zero kind of uh, story going into it. It it almost felt like those, like, house shows that they suddenly make a network special or something like that, where it's, oh, these guys are fighting each other. We'll have to just quickly throw a little story together. Oh, Dean Ambrose is leaving? <laughs> yeah, or, or like one of the Saudi shows. It's, right, we're doing Randy Orton versus Triple H at, Rand- at one of the Saudi shows. So they quickly just put together a video package of their history and they both cut a promo against each other each kind of felt like that to try and build up this match that has nothing going into it but champ is great at these promos so i gave a little bit of juice to the match later tonight and i'm I'm not against that even though it was a bit out of nowhere it's just it's champa champa beat thatcher and he's gonna face the guy oh wait grimes lost yeah what the fuck yeah this doesn't make sense Are we sure Vince isn't working on this show? Are we certain? Can anyone confirm? Uh, I heard The Undertaker might be working on NXT soon. You hear about that? Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Maybe fucking make it better. I don't know. Maybe teach people how to cut some promos. Well, Champa could cut the promo. Champa is one of the best promos. I'm not not completely against just cutting a promo on a cold match. This is the beginning of building. You know, this isn't like it's, uh, this is a big match down the line. This is your hangover show. This is your week after. So I'm not completely against it. Um, yeah. Champ is a good promo. He and is. and he's promoting a match that's tonight. But it's like, did, couldn't, shouldn't Grimes have won at TakeOver? And then he's like, I'm on my path to to fight for some title. I, I'm, I won at TakeOver. Yeah. I should go somewhere. And Champ is like, well, hey, bro, I won too. So then it's like, instant story. Nope. He's just fighting Grimes because we booked it and announced it on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. It's like, why? Why can't you just be creative with things? Also, Grimes was saying going into his match or commentary was saying that he he feels that he's done with Dexter now and he's conquered that fear by lost. losing. Yeah, you lost. So Again. Wow. Well, we come back from commercial and it's in the ring. We have Sorry, just making their way. The entrance has already started. The Grizzled Young Vets, they're back. And I could be mistaken, but is this a tag team triple threat tornado? T- I think match? it was, yeah. Okay, because there was like no tags, no. nothing. Okay, great. Unless the ref just do whatever, guys. It but is a young bucks match. It, it, it made it exciting. <laughs> I thought uh, Grizzled Young Vets ever rise and Imperium. Now, last week, there was the drama with Everize getting taken out by Imperium and then coming back to n- beat up both teams, then getting in their car, yep. driving off. Seeing Kenny on the, <laughs> on the highway, highway yeah. in Florida. No one wearing shirts <laughs> yeah. in their cars. Full gear on the highway Wednesday night last week. But Grizzled Young Vets versus Everize versus Imperium. We have Bartel, who's hitting suplexes on everyone. The hatch suplex, I like to call it the one arm butterfly type thing. Uh, Drake, James Drake, that is, does a... Double team where he jumps off the back of Zach Gibson, kind of like poetry in motion, but he runs with like a Daniel Bryan style drop kick, which looks pretty nice. Everize do this double team like sleeper jacket thing that was pretty cool. And then they hit like a poetry in motion move too. Clearly everyone loves the Hardy Boys. Yeah, it was like a uh, a drop toe hold and then jumping off the back. I thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty sweet. Um, Everize 
decide to just clean house. They're hulking up. They hit a double stun gun to James Drake, sending him face first into like the turnbuckle on the ropes there. And then he, they get caught up where it's Imperium who take control, hit their double tree of woe drop kick combo move that they like to hit. Eichner hits a rolling fireman carry senton move and then jumps up to the top rope for a moonsault for a two count. On the outside, Gibson eats this tilt a whirl, but like, a, like a face first kind of tilt a whirl move where he lands on the outside. Uh, in the ring, there's like an assisted DDT and then all, all guys are trying to get in here, but it eventually ends up with the grizzled young vets hitting the ticket to mayhem. Uh, I'm just going to say on one of the guys from Everize because I'm never going to remember their names. And the grizzled young veterans pick up the win. Vic Joseph knows the name of Ticket to Mayhem. He does. Because, he, he was on NXT UK on a it. long time. Yeah, but he doesn't know the names to all these other moves. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, I I thought this was probably the best match on the show, to be honest. I, I found this really enjoyable. And I kind of wish when you do these like multi-team tags that they just do this they do these tornado tag rules because it always ends up breaking down to this anyway so why not rather than make the ref look silly by not being able to keep it control just make it the rule i always find it weird where you end up having to tag in from another team member and that kind of thing uh i thought this was a really entertaining match i thought everai is actually shone in this one i quite liked them constantly trying to steal the pin at every opportunity. Um, I thought they were very entertaining and showed they really upped their game, I think. Um, Grizzled Young Vets, I'd have liked to have heard them cut a promo after the win because I think Zach Gibson is just money on the mic um, and would make me maybe care about uh, this a bit more. And I think maybe start giving Everise a bit more mic time as well because I, I think they're entertaining. Um and we need to start seeing them more than just those guys that used to be enhancement talent a year ago. Yeah, I mean, they're on 205. They're kind of their heels now yeah. and stuff. So the character's shining through. But um, I-, I think the tag division needs some help because the champs are only only Lorkin and Danny Birch. And okay, so now they need some programs. So I guess the Grizzled Young Vets are in the next. I think so, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think they'd make some good champions down the line. I-, I like I like both of these guys. I think Zach Gibson, like you said, on the mic is, is great and shoes off for Gibson. But Drake, James Drake is also pretty damn good. So yeah, and yeah. we'll be having. We didn't get Johnny in the Rascals, but we will be having the Rascals ah. soon, and that's going to help that division out. They were in the crowd as well. They were there behind Wade. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get Johnny in the Rascals. Too bad. We got Austin Theory though. Yeah, that's just as good. <laughs> we get a War Games Fallout video package where it has all clips of Sunday, but then some interviews of some of the superstars that were in the War Games matches. And they're, they're all saying it was physically brutal and were hurt. Uh, Io Shirai shows the clip of her with a trash can. Shout out to Great Sasuke. She says, you might think I'm crazy. Well, you might be right. And we have Pat, who was on his show the next day in a neck brace, being like, yeah, it was hard to walk this morning. You know, this was physically crazy and so grueling uh we have bobby fish who had to get surgery and he says he had to reattach his bicep his tricep tricep oh my god what uh dakota kai's injured because as she says rhea ripley beat me with a hammer (laughs) it's like yeah you probably are hurt and candace who had her arm broken as well yeah i mean it's war games these kind of matches the tlc those kind of matches 
you're going to have injuries, but I wonder if there's going to be any words at NXT because we had the cross injury at that takeover. We had the Finn injury at that takeover and we had Oni, Bobby, Candice, Dakota, like so many injuries coming out of this one. Um, you wonder if I, I love the style. I find it so entertaining, but also from a business point of view, these are your guys and you can't be just having everyone injured after these takeovers, right? Um, very entertaining to watch, but there's a bit of a track record now from these takeover events. I hope they're okay. Especially when it's in front of nobody, you know? Fair. Yeah. Um, these sound pretty, pretty messed up. But I thought this, I thought this is a great video just highlighting how good a pay-per-view that was and the brutality of it. I would maybe even just open the show with this. Yeah. And then go into Finn coming out. (laughs) It would have been a better intro. Yeah. Tony Storm is backstage and she says, come on, Mackenzie Mitchell. Put it together. (laughs) I want the NXT Women's Championship, and all I hear about is Ember Moon. When I came back, Ember Moon this. Well, she stole my thunder, and uh, she's not going to be ahead of me. I'm I'm the one who should be in line. Again, logic? No. Where's Raquel? She won the match. You didn't, Tony. Your team won, but realistically... Heel logic, I don't mind, though. Her team won. Yeah. So... I'm next in line. Yeah. So, Io Shirai shows up. And she's beaten Io. Like she does have a, she won the Mayon Classic. Right, she okay. beat EO years ago. Right before. Still, it's a it's a win over someone who hasn't picked up too many losses in NXT. Well, EO shows up and says, "War Games is over," and then points to her title on the shoulder. This is my only problem now. And Tony, I have no problem with you. I just don't like you. And she attacks Tony Storm, hits her with a forearm. They start to brawl around the the backstage area through a door. And then it cuts to the ringside area. And now they're fighting down the ramp into the ring. And Tony tries to get some offense in. But it's Io who hits her with the Shote palm strike. Goes up for the moonsault. But Tony rolls out of the ring there, leaving. And is attacked by Ember Moon, who's like, "Ah, I heard you talking shit. And uh, Tony runs off, and EO and Ember kind of like... No, Ember throws her back in the ring, and EO hits the moonsault. It does hit the moonsault, yeah, sorry. And now Tony's pissed because she got beat up. And yeah, okay, Ember Moon and and EO Shirai. I found found Tony Storm quite entertaining here, actually, Um, shooting down Mackenzie at the beginning. Um, I thought it was one of the better promos we've seen from her. And I guess it's just, yeah, everyone like vying for position to go against Io Shirai, but looks like we're going to the Ember Moon and Tony Storm feud. That looks like what we're going to first. Yeah, or like more tag team combinations for to fill some matches this the next few weeks and stuff. Uh yeah, so Ember and Tony is definitely like the mini feud here going forward, but I still think Raquel is the one who's got the Yes, yeah, Ra- Raquel's yeah. I think the next in line. For the title. Yeah. Um, Frank in the chat is reminding me. I didn't write it down. But after EO hit the moonsault, she goes to pin Tony. Yes. And then realize, <laughs> realizes, wait, this isn't a match. Yeah, sorry. Muscle memory, right? <laughs> Hitting that moonsault. Uh, I like EO Shirai like, being more like this. Like, I don't like you. And then attacks her. Like, I like that being of, of EO Shirai. I would have liked EO to come out with the trash can. The crumpled up one, like the real beaten up trash can, the one that she got like stuck in at one point and been like, hey, Tony, uh, I know I'm the one who used the trash can, but I think you should have this because you're trash. 
We'll see what happens. More uh, Tony later tonight. Cameron Grimes versus Tomasa Champa, and uh, Grimes comes out. No uh, strap, but he does have his hat. And Thatcher shows up right away, pretty much as these guys start grappling. Thatcher sets up a chair just like Champa did, uh, and just to just to watch this match from the a great point of view. Uh, Champa keeps getting the upper hand on Grimes, kind of roughing him down. Um, and then Grimes, every time he tries to get some strikes in, eventually runs into a back elbow from Champa, sends him to the outside, and then Grimes and Champa are like standing there, but. Thatcher's now standing there, kind of interacting, makes the distraction, which Grimes tries to capulate, capulate with, but Champa scouts it and throws Grimes into like the capulate? wall. Capulate? Sorry. <laughs> it's been capitalize. A, yeah, capitalize. Uh, I don't want to talk about this show. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, Champa then beats up on, on Cameron Grimes and then they go to, uh, picture in picture, but it's Grimes who has some offense. He hits a spinning sidewalk slam style. Uh, side effect, which the commentary mentioned that yes, he was trained by the Hardys or Jeff Hardy. Uh, but when we're coming back fully from PMP, it's Champa who fires back with a clothesline, a knee in the corner. Uh, there's roll up attempts, but then Grimes yet, yet again eats another Champa knee, but fires back with a Superman forearm. Champa runs the ropes. Grimes runs the ropes. There's a collision course for a two count. And then there is another distraction, which is, I'm, I wrote down Russ Taylor, but that's not his name because his name now is Tyler Rust. Yes. Right. Okay. With the T at the end, like Rust. Never rest, never rust. Yeah, it was exactly <laughs> what I was thinking over that Billy Talent song. So Tyler Rust is on the apron. Champa knees him in the head, turns around. Grimes thinks he's got the distraction but Champa weasels his way out of that as well and hits the Willow's Bell and pins Grime. He spikes him with that DDT, yeah. the rope assist DDT there. But Champa not letting these these false, like whether it be his distraction, like his own type of distraction that we've seen him do, or just a guy getting up on the apron, he ain't falling for that shit. I'm kind of okay with this. Um, it, it felt like after their match on Sunday that they were going to go to a uh, a rematch just from that whole stare down. Um, Champa pretty much got the better of Thatcher every time leading up. It was always Champa poking the bear. Like Thatcher didn't want any of it, anything of it. This time Thatcher's like, well, now I've got to poke the bear too. Unfortunately, it just Cameron Grimes once again comes out looking like a massive dork here. He had the distraction. And he still lost. Um, this the match was fine. I mean, these two are, are great in the ring. Like the the quality of the wrestling was absolutely fine. But it's more just setting up this Champa Thatcher story. And I'm okay because I want to get that fight pit down the line. Yeah, we need to get that fight pit. Champa versus Thatcher. And I like that we're we're introducing someone new as well. Rust. Uh, I I've not seen any of this guy's uh, work outside WWE, so I I'm curious. But I know. Uh, we ran a poll on the Twitter to see who people were most excited of the new signees. And uh, Russ Taylor got a, a lot of votes for that from our listeners. So um, obviously a talent we should be looking out for. Wait, Rust, Rust what? Rust, well, Russ Taylor is what we put on the poll. <laughs> Isn't that his name? Tyler Rust? I'm pretty sure there's a guy in Ring of Honor called Russ Taylor. Right. Rust Taylor. So now there's a Tyler Rust. Who cares? There's so many Rusts. Never Rust. 
Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm, this kind of didn't, I kind of was expecting more from this, to be fair. I thought this would have saved the show for me. Uh, Champa and Grimes, how can you not go right? But it's okay. It was, just, it was there to set up future things. But, uh, yeah, maybe, I think there's a better match out of these two down the line. Uh, I just. Champa and Grimes? Yeah. Yeah, but there, there wasn't any reason for this. Yeah. So this was just a classic TV, no feud, go to distraction. Champa walks off after and stares down Thatcher as the crowd here chants, who's your daddy? And then Grime comes and gets in the face of Thatcher, like, hey, what are you doing? Why did you do that? And Thatcher just grabs Grime's, like, leg and then does, like, this, like, knee twist. Looked like he just snapped his ankle. <laughs> really he funny. just grabbed him, threw him to the ground and yanked on This him. was pretty Poor great. Guy. This was pretty funny. He just, he's like, ah, I don't want to listen to you. I feel Cameron Grimes is turning into Heath Slater, right? He's just getting beaten up by everyone. Yeah. And one day he'll be staying. <laughs> yeah. Raquel Gonzalez backstage. She says at war games, not only did we win, but I pinned the champion. Dakota Kai is injured. She's sitting at home because of what happened. But after tonight, Ember Moon is going to regret ever coming back to NXT. So I'm one step closer to facing EO. I want that title opportunity. I deserve it, is what she says. She does. Yeah, realistically, she does. Uh, we're about to go to commercial, but they say after the break, it's the Garganos. They're going to be here live in the ring. It's the Gargano way. And uh, the Garganos, Johnny and Candice, both winners on Sunday, looking fresh in their suits. Yeah. Johnny's got like a... Baby blue. Miami Vice baby blue. And then Candice is in like a lavender, bright lavender to match her hair. Looking good. Uh, and Austin Theory in a shirt that's way too tight for him. But hey, fuck it. Why not? Um, but And poor Indy Hartwell, still in the neck brace. Still in the neck brace. The eclipse, the eclipse is a dangerous move. Yeah. yeah. So before that, we have the real main event. Of this the is what we watch yeah. NXT for, This is guys. the real thing. This is why we still watch NXT. Zaya Lee and Boa. It's another video of them training. And we see Zaya Lee... Like the the in somewhere dark, sweating. She's got like these these things. She's hitting training like posts and like punching them, wooden po- yeah. pillars and stuff. She's punching them repeatedly, and then we see Boa, who is getting like lashes here from a kendo stick. Like he's getting struck repeatedly. One of them pretty much got him right across the throat. It looked. So nasty. Now there's like blood all over her knuckles, her hands, blood coming out of Boa's face. Obviously, it looks a little gimmicked, but it's okay. Um, he's drooling blood at one point here. Again, like all different camera cuts and like just, just kind of scary almost because the way it's like filmed, like what are they doing? What are they training? Why are they, why are they abusing their bodies like this? And then we see the old man. Who just in in a native tongue here, where we see the translation, hit him harder, hit him harder, and they're like crying. Zaylee is just bawling her eyes out here while she's like getting hit and punching these things. Bo is screaming. They're spitting blood, and again, again, it's just torture essentially. And then we see the 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 hand again, and then we see what we think is the master. And this woman's face, who's now has like face paint across her face as, uh, they continue to tr- torture or train Xylee and Boa. Another really good video, I thought. I thought this was shot really well. I do find it interesting that WWE were 
showcasing and glorifying blood as much as they did here, where it's something for kind of over a decade now they've been shying away from. And whenever you see, uh, of course, this is this is fake blood, but I don't think it really matters. Like yeah. if you're seeing blood on TV, you either you have blood or you don't, you know? Yeah. Um, but like proper close-ups of it, all dripping down and stuff. Thought it looked fantastic. I'm, I'm really enjoying these vignettes. I think they're shot really well. Think they're being performed really well. Um, but once these two come back, they need to be killers. She's going to. They're le- going through this training regiment. They need to just dominate their divisions. Zaya Lee's finally got to beat Aaliyah. Yeah, absolutely. she's got to beat Aaliyah. Just three seconds done. Yeah, kick to the head. They both of them got to be like legit people. Uh, the 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 news kind of this week is that uh, Karen Q will be now known as Karen Kwan, and I think it's safe to assume that she is their master. This is the person who's behind this yeah. this thing, this torture, beating them lifeless with their own bodies, just being put through this crazy. It, yeah, it's. It's it's interesting. I like it. I, I like I the one where, <laughs> where they were being drowned in water torture. Yeah. That was more torture for me, but yeah, it was fine. Well, this this they were. <laughs> I mean, they were hitting Boa. With they this. were hitting Boa. They were fuck Boa. Wade Barrett mentioning the uh, the thirty six chambers of Shaolin. So uh, they got to go through these thirty. There's thirty five more chambers. Thirty four now, I guess. Right. More chambers. They got to go through. Uh, more torture. More torture on our NXT is what we need. More blood and guts. The Gargano way, Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, and Austin Theory, and Indy Hartwell in the ring. Of course, Johnny with his North American Championship three time. He starts dancing. Uh, I was going to try to get someone to gif it, but WWE.com instantly already had the gif where he was, <laughs> he was dancing here. Johnny grabs the stick and says, for months, we told you we'd show you the way. Well, you are looking at it. The present, the future, the general, as he points to Candice LeRae. Open your eyes, everyone. We are the way. Sunday, we dominated. That's the way. I won back my North American championship. That's the way. Team Candice won at War Games. That's the way. And then Theory jumps in and says, the Milky Way. And they're like, anyways, so it's okay. You're excited. Candace, you broke your arm and I had to get stitches in my mouth. It was terrible. The moneymaker. Well, I have a surprise for you, babe, honey, Candace. Get it. Go get it, Indy. Go get it, Indy. And Indy in their neck brace goes over and gets this something that's covered by some sort of, I don't know, sheet. And he says, I got you something. It's a surprise. I imported this from Italy. Overnight shipping. Do you know how expensive it is to get overnight shipping from Italy? Very expensive. Drum roll, please. As Indy does a drum roll. Austin Theory does a drum roll, but by moving his pecs. And then he goes, oh, I I need a better one. Someone in the back. Production guy, Tim. Hit me with a drum roll sound effect. So I guess Tim obliges. Good Tim. (laughs) And we hear the sound effect. And the reveal is it's some shitty like bowling trophy that has a troll doll with green hair on the top of it. And he's like, look, it's a trophy with Shotzi's head on it. Yeah, imported from Italy. Because, babe, you deserve it. And Candace is all like, oh, you shouldn't have. But but Johnny, I I didn't get you anything. I didn't get you one. I didn't get you a trophy. And Johnny looks over at Candace and says, babe, 
the only trophy I need is the North American Championship. <laughs> Not his Starts wife. gyrating again. <laughs> and he's, he, he high-fives Theory without even looking at Theory. And then he says that next week, Priest and Ruff want a tag match against us. Well, I have a Theory that the result will be the same as Sunday. And then they're interrupted by Damien Priest. He says, congrats, you did it, Johnny. And Theory, do you still have that pipe with you? Because I'll shove it up your ass. And as he's walking down the ring, fired up, Damien Priest is attacked from behind by a returning Carrion Cross who beats up Damien Priest, hits him with a powerbomb through kind of a part of the set, kind of, just like a table nearby with ring stuff, ring gear or whatever. Priest leaves, walks out the a door. The car is running with Scarlet in the front seat. He gets in the car and drives off. The big return. The big return. Um, I love Johnny Gargano. I think he's great. But this material was so bad, I thought. <laughs> I didn't find this funny at all. I was embarrassed watching it. Um, I don't know if uh, Priest versus Cross is the direction I'd go, but I see it um, probably going to be the match at New Year's Evil. Um, they're both kind of evil, spooky people. <laughs> so... Uh, I guess that's the match, and then you'll build Cross, I imagine, for the takeover for the championship. This is just a small feud to bring him back. Probably not how I'd bring him back, but um, that's the route you're going. But just, it just seems so anticlimactic. Very. This was very lousy as a return for someone who had a fucking bird out there on Sunday. It was Sunday. just, Cross, you're, you're ready? Yeah, all right. Okay, yeah, just jump, priest. Of all people, you th- you figure right away. Hey, I kind of deserve a title shot, and then you have William Regal, who I, I don't I don't like GMs in wrestling, and I like the fact AEW really doesn't have one. Mm. But Regal is a good GM. He, like, is, I mean, yeah. he, he does use logic usually, and he's a babyface, so he's usually like giving us kind of what we want, right? So, wouldn't you want to maybe prolong that title match? not happening at New Year's Evil, so you would want cr- Cross versus someone. Just I understand Priest like called him out and talked shit to Scarlet earlier in the night, you know, when he's like, oh, you do all his work for him because he's in the car waiting. So then you have the car waiting with her in it and he comes out. But I just, it's not, it's not a, a creative, like, it's just, it's really anticlimactic. just take Damien Priest out of that segment at the beginning because it was illogical. And if, if you want to do Priest and Cross, you can have it as, well, Cross beat the big guy in, think, before uh, sorry, not Priest. Cross, before he left, he took out Dijakovic. Yeah. And then he beat Keith Lee. They were the two big men in NXT. And sure, he's going to want to come back and take on Finn. But to make a statement, who's the big guy that's still there? It's Damien Priest. And I think you just get a bit more of a pop of that surprise return of Priest coming back. And why is he attacked? Sorry, Cross. Yeah. Why is he attacked Priest? Just gives a bit of a more surprise moment. But... Having Priest coming out at the beginning, having nothing to do with the title picture and just randomly taunting his wife and then coming out later for the story he is involved in. He does have a beef with Johnny for being screwed out of the title. 
Um, it was just, it didn't work for me at all. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought that if you were going to bring him back out tonight, first of all, having Scarlet in the first segment earlier, she, all, all you need is like her to be like, he's coming. He's coming. Mm-hmm. He's almost ready. He's almost ready. And then a few weeks, he builds up, and then you just say, hey, take over, number one contenders, Priest versus so-and-so, like, whatever. But I just really, really felt like this didn't hit on anything here with him attacking Priest. is so left field that it's just – I was like, oh, okay. Then you're just you're – just, you're in your jacket, and you're beating him up. It's yeah. just like, ah, like, weren't you protecting this guy? You were trying to protect this guy, making him kind of seem like a big deal, and – they brought him, they made him seem like a man now. They made, before he was, I mean, he got injured, but like, before they treated him like he's this scary guy. And now it's just like, he's mad that you made fun of his wife. So he attacked you yeah. in a segment when Johnny was talking. I, did he know Priest was going to come out? Cause he attacked him pretty quick. So was he just waiting to attack Priest? Like it just, it's just logically, it doesn't, you could have had him attack Priest in the earlier segment. You could have had him come out and maybe not attack Finn, but stare him down. That would have been more, exciting than when you read the news to tomorrow like oh uh cross returns oh how did he what happened what was his return like what, who do who you attack well he attacked priest who was had a gripe with gargano we love returns in wrestling yeah we love things that make us pop yeah like, oh when he came out it's just all oh, right there he is there he is <laughs> yeah i just I, I i didn't get it and i i know again we're so negative on this episode but a lot of the things that happened on this show were are just baffling me just creative wise i i don't i don't understand it's not going to it's not going to get me super this doesn't get me excited for this match it, the match itself should get you excited but the way they've now booked it i'm like who cares yeah who cares who who cares i want to see finn have a title match and now we know it's not going to be against cross so let's just go to that and it's it's just a little backwards mm-hmm. i think that's a, we've had some anti-climactic returns in wrestling but like yeah this isn't like the number one but like it's wasn't very exciting (laughs) he gets off in his car and leaves he should have done that at the beginning of the show drives off i don't need to be here i'm I'm still on the shelf but like beating people up i don't know there's so many avenues where was that bird (laughs) carrying the bird the vulture what ah ah come on turn change the channel and watch sting return 62 year old guy fuck Wednesdays, telling you. Uh, I liked, I, I kind of agree with you, by the way, about the, it was a Johnny segment, the whole thing. And it was, I like Johnny being the, the like corny heel. I think he does it well, but the, the theory joke with the Milky Way joke was so. Unfortunately, the writers at WWE aren't comedians and it, it's always the issue with WWE comedy. It's not funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't mind his 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 promo, but it just it had some some drops in it where I'm like, okay, well, I, all right, cool. Uh, I'm I'm interested in seeing where it goes though. The the main story I feel is Johnny in theory, like being a unit essentially yeah. having. He says I'm the present and this guy's the future of NXT, which is right, but uh, there needs to be some tweaking done on that as well. Um, we're just so negative. We have Tyler Rust who's backstage and he's interrupted by Malcolm Bivens, who's like, hey. I gave you my business card. Why aren't you talking to me? Let's go chat. Let's go talk. It's like Team Taz asking Will Hobbs. Hey. This was a good thing. I like my Malcolm Bivens. It uh, right away puts a spotlight on uh, Tyler Rust. Um, industry and nowhere to be seen. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm all for this. I'm excited to see what this guy's like. And I'm excited to hear more Malcolm Bivens promos. So 
this was a positive for me. Yeah, um interested to see where this goes with new people and and Malcolm needs to be a voice for someone, multiple people if anything. 100%. But, yeah. Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane. Grudge match. Car door match. Should be a car door match. Uh it's explosive off the top because Dane is pissed off and rightfully so. Uh I mentioned Pete Dunn's tan earlier. This is the black and gold brand. Pete Dunn definitely takes that to heart. I thought he was wearing tights. I honestly did. His fake bake, his fake tan, whatever this was, looked horrible. He's gold. He's he bronze. To, he looks like he... An Oscar. He looks an like an girl. Um, <laughs> Stay golden, pony boy. Uh, they start brawling all over the place. They're on the outside of the ring, and uh, Dunn hits him with a series of strikes. Uh, back in the ring, Dunn runs at him, gets hit with a belly-to-belly overhead throw from Dane, but comes back with an enzigiri and then a short German suplex. They go to commercial break, and there's a commercial of B- Bianca Belair telling some girl not to vape. When we come back, Wade Barrett, um, <laughs> Wade Barrett says that obviously the winner of this match would go on to be number one contender. What? What do you mean? No, Wade. No. If I was Kyle O'Reilly, I'd just march down there and I'd go, be like, Wade, what? can we talk for a second? Wade? Yeah, we come back from commercial and Wade's like, so, Pete, D- welcome back. Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane. And you know William Regal is, he says, William Regal is obviously watching this match, like, contently, because he's, he's seriously, because the winner of this could potentially go on to be the... No, not at all. <laughs> not at all, Wade. Uh, but Wade, you are doing a fantastic job. Um, <laughs> Dane hits a tope atomica like Eddie Guerrero, which is crazy considering his size, and then hits Dunn with a power bomb and an elbow drop for a two count. Uh, Dunn eventually gets this like arm triangle attempt here, but that's blocked and lifted into another power bomb and then a senton into the corner, but he misses it. They're fighting on the top rope, and Dane hits this really cool-looking fisherman superplex, which is quite awesome. Um, and then he hits the wasteland and climbs up, but out come Oni, Lorkin, and Danny Birch, and it's chaos. And then Drake Maverick shows up with a chair to try to fight them off, and there's distractions on distractions. And it's Pete Dunne hitting the bitter end on Killian Dane to get the victory here. Yeah. Yeah, like this was this was fine. Uh, again, like I'm just I'm not particularly invested in this story. Unfortunately, um, there there were some good things in the match. It was a it was another kind of six minute TV match. Um, not a whole lot to say. I do think Dunn should find a different finisher to use against bigger guys because it's just. It's not believe. I know he's jacked now, but it's just jacked-er. not jacked. <laughs> I, I know he's jacked now, but I just don't buy him picking up Achilles and Dane for the bitter end. And it's pretty much just Dane jumping up and it's Dane doing the lift. Yeah, it looks weird. So maybe do more of a the submission finish with the fingers or something like that when against bigger guys. But I. I guess this is the end of this feud. He beat Dane. Dane can move on and join the tag division again with Drake. And we can hear their whistling theme. We can hear the whistling theme. Yeah. I mean, well, according to Wade Barrett's, you know, knowledge, this he's the number one contender now, Pete Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I like the bitter end too, but I feel like for different, he could have something different. The bitter end's also a good placebo song. We get Pete Dunn doing the shoulders shrug and he's like, eh, 
Yeah, I do like that's that should be another finisher. Just the shoulder shrug. The shrug. Yeah, I mean I've seen Conor McGregor do it to win a match. Yeah, anyway, I shouldered oh, the guy. Right. Yeah, Leon Ruff is backstage and he's being interviewed, and uh, he <laughs> he is told that Damian Priest has been taken out by by Karrion Cross. That next week he won't be able to to compete in that tag match that we were promised, and in comes Johnny. And Austin Theory. And Johnny says, there ain't no way Priest will be ready for next week. He got taken out. So maybe you're man enough, Leon. You can take us both on. Damien Priest is shooting imaginary arrows in a hospital bed right now. And the doctors are like, quit it already. <laughs> I actually don't know why I found that so funny. <laughs> but he's going – Johnny goes off about these imaginary arrows that Priest does. And that's pretty funny. He says, you're a brave little soldier. You could take us on two-on-one as they laugh and walk off. And as Ruff is kind of like contemplating what they just told him and, and the, the the update of Priest, he's like thinking about it like, huh, I guess I got to fight them two-on-one. The camera pans and walks in Kushida, who says, if you need a partner, it's going to be Kushida. This made me happy. Been missing this guy. He's He's added this kind of meaner streak to his game and then once again wasn't on the takeover. If this is building to what a, we think it means, a Gargano Kushida match for the North American title at the next takeover. Book it. I am all for that. That match sounds fantastic. Uh, can't believe we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I want that. I'm happy. I just really want to see that match. Yeah. So if this means we're taking a step forward into that direction, definitely. I'm all for it. I yes. feel like that could even be your New Year's Evil. I, I want it on a takeover. I think, Me too. I think that should but. be a cracking takeover match. Uh, New Year's Evil, it looks like we've already got like a few matches set up already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd hold it for the next takeover is just around the corner. I imagine if they're doing Rumble, Rumble? weekend. Yeah, we're not sure yet, but as for now, like New Year's Evil's the thing. So I, I, I don't know. I could see them just booking it there. It is in a few weeks, but uh, that's that's the best thing to come out of this episode. Is that wait, we haven't seen Kushida and Gargano fight, and we we've been wanting this for a while, and Gargano wasn't on the takeover again. So yeah. we need to kind of see that. There's a star in the in just waiting there to happen, but um, yeah, that sounds good. So Kushida and Leon Ruff versus. The Garganos. The way. The is, way. Is what they're calling themselves. This is the way. way. This is the way. This is the way. Are they allowed to just do that? They just watch something and they go, huh, copyright that pretty quickly. I guess, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's like us and our Back to the Future logo. I was reading uh, in the Young Bucks book, they were saying about the cease and desist about the hand gesture. Yeah. Apparently lawyers told the Bucks, it's like, you can't. Copyright see, a gesture. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's rubbish. It's like Jay-Z and DDP. But they, the Bucks were planning anyway to start dropping it and doing their own stuff anyway. Yeah. So they were like, okay. We'll make money we'll make by money making... We'll this. Dude, we, didn't, we didn't get a cease, and assist, a cease and assist for doing hand gestures, though, right? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is an ad for New Year's Evil, and they show the logo that Twitter's been going off about. It's like a little... New Year's baby, but it's a devil because it's New Year's Eve-ville. Um, so I'm excited. I like this little logo. It looks funny. <laughs> I like a little evil devil. Let me some Yeah, devils. it's got a kind of uh, sort of Looney Tunes. Thing. Yeah. Is it Looney Tunes? Has More like... Devil. Uh, yeah. Roger Rabbit, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we go to the main event of the evening. Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. 
And right off the bat, Ember tries to hit Raquel with some of her like running or jumping codebreaker type moves, but Raquel stops all of them. Uh, but Ember reverses and slips out of a move and then, uh, running the ropes, but eventually gets dropped by another elbow. Ember's trying to just throw everything at Raquel, kind of like how NXT creative was trying to just throw everything at the wall today on this episode. Ember's hitting drop kick after drop kick, single leg drop kicks, running at her with everything. Uh, but Raquel stops her in her tracks as we go to commercial picture in picture. And it is all Raquel who's beating down on Ember. When we come back, Raquel has Ember in the gory special and just bending her back. I love the way Raquel has this move in her repertoire. The gory special is such an awesome move. And then obviously people drop them usually with the, the thing. She should definitely start doing that more often, like the, the gory bomb or the, the, no, was it Noshigami? Yeah. Yeah. Like that looks great. But the way she like bends people backwards with this submission is just fantastic. Um, there's then Ember who finally gets out of it, runs the ropes to go jump like a running cross body, but in midair gets a boot to the gut, which just looks great. She sells it awesomely. Um, is that a word too? We're just making up. Awesomely? Yeah, I think that's should, a word. It should yeah. be. Jacked her. What is it? Jacked? <laughs> You made up something. Yeah, I make words too. I I am dyslexic (laughs) as fuck. (laughs) Ember comes back with this like superplex, but then Roll turns it around into like just a standing suplex. I actually don't like this move. It's like you're going to superplex someone, but then you turn it around that you just end up on the mat and then suplex them. It's like you just stopped all the momentum from the the, the top. But uh, there's then a running satellite DDT by Ember Moon for a two count. They're then fighting on the outside and since war games, like they had these, like these, like what do you call them, like scaffolding type, like giant, like poles, lightning rig, yeah, yeah. So they're still here, and Ember decides to start climbing it, and as she climbs it up a little bit, jumps off of it, but Raquel catches her on her shoulders in like a power slam position, and then runs at the corner post on the outside like a snake eye, sending Ember flying headfirst into the post. Quickly rolls her in to try to get the near fall, but Ember kicks out at two. Uh, when they get to their feet, it's Ember who throws Raquel's shoulder first into the post now, and then runs at her with this crazy knee off the apron. Like this looked awesome. Uh, knee to the head looked really snug, but also sent Raquel's head just cracking yeah, it against like the ring post. Looked really good. Uh, Raquel's rocked by this, and then Eclipse time as ember goes up to the top rope she's going for it but it's blocked and then she's hit with a lariat that just cleans her clock raquel picks her up for the texas tornado bomb ember gets out of that hits a quesadora for a 2.9 but then raquel just picks her up again texas tornado bomb stacks her up and raquel pins ember i actually thought this was a really good match i was worried going into it because of all the other shenanigans that had happened on the show and with the kind of Tony Storm Ember Moon feud I was thinking that they were going to WWE it and just have Raquel win but via a Tony interference I'm glad they didn't do that um it's been a really strong week for Raquel Gonzalez winning the women's war games and beating Ember Moon clean here I thought it was a really good match I thought both worked well Raquel Gonzalez's stock just keeps raising for me. I see her being a real star in the company because you know WWE love their their kind of monsters. They're, yeah. they're big men, they're big women, and she is the best big woman they've ever had, I think. And there's so much stuff you can do with her on the main roster. 
eventually. Um, and I'm really pleased to see that she's got these wins here. Um, and yeah, she to me is, is who should be the next contender. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I, I imagine that's the New Year's Evil card is Raquel versus EO. I, I imagine is what they're going towards. Um, how, so New Year's Evil's what? January 6th. Yeah. Two, three weeks away. Yeah. A few weeks away. Um, yeah, you either do that or you do the, the Rhea rematch. Um, unless that's happening like next week or the week after. Um, well, after this match, Tony Storm comes down to the ring. It's four weeks away. Yeah. You, you probably, you probably do it there. Tony Storm comes down to beat up Ember Moon and she's like dancing and acting all weird. But then it's Rhea Ripley who comes down for the save and it's Rhea and Raquel who have a stare down. And then Raquel exits the ring and walks off, leaving Rhea to just watch staring at her like, I'm not finished with you. Uh, so I'm assuming some sort of tag match is what we're getting uh, next week. Yeah, I, a tag match and the eventual rematch of the, the singles. Um, again, for me, Rhea just doesn't particularly come across as a great baby face for me. Um, Raquel Gonzalez won the War Games clean, won this clean. Um, it kind of felt a bit like Damien Priest. It's like, back of the line, Raquel. Sorry, Rhea. Rhea. Um, but it was interesting to note that Raquel didn't join in with the beatdown. Um, so I don't know if they're not making her a baby face, but having her... Played by the rules a bit more. They might be distancing her. She a bit won from, clean. She won clean. They might be distancing her a bit from Dakota Kai going forward for this title run, uh, this title match. Um, but I enjoyed the match with Rhea first time around, so I'm not totally against seeing that again. Um, uh, the rest of the show kind of put a downer on this, but I did think it was a rather solid main event. The main event was my favorite match from this episode, 100%. Like, the wrestling was there. The story made sense. Ember Moon is kind of an, an annoying character right now. But the wrestling is there. She's such oh, a she's good wrestler. she's a great wrestler. Yeah, Fantastic. It's, yeah. It's definitely the character that she needs to work on. And I guess that's going forward. Like, a losing hair is fine. Like, she'll eventually work her way back up. But obviously, the feud is going to be Tony and Ember as well as some sort of side feud for, for yeah. TV going forward. But uh, I, I like this main event. And I kind of just wanted to see this happen. I wanted to see Raquel hit her with the Texas bomb and win this thing and stand tall and be like, yo, I... I am clearly the number I'm one contender. On yeah, yeah, like let's go. I want to challenge Eo, and that's exactly where we're going. So, for one thing, this actually made sense. Yes. Of all the things that happened, this actually makes sense. Yeah. Oh, you win matches, you should be in the title picture. Mm. That's how. How hard is it? How hard is it to make things actually make sense? Yeah. It's it's baff- some of the stuff baffles me. It's just crazy. Uh, so that was NXT. Obviously, we kind of thought it was a hangover edition of the show. Um, Obviously, the, the war games, like, right after that, people are out and injured and maybe need some rest and stuff. Mm. But it just felt like we're right back where we were, like, a month ago, where it's just kind of there, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, especially after such a good show. I think a lot of people were pretty high on war games. And then to just have this, and it's like, cool, Cross is back. But, like, uh, it's a little convoluted. It's a little like weird and cloudy of like what makes why is this making not making sense and and stuff. So uh highlights the main of Ember Moon and, and Raquel and that making sense and possibly getting Kushida Gargano in a few weeks. Yes. <laughs> I think that's Malcolm it. Bivens being back. Zaylee Boa. There we Zia go. Zaylee Boa is oh that's there my positive. That's oh we don't I, even... I, I enjoyed the tag. 
I did enjoy that tag match as the well. The tornado? More yeah. tornado tags in our yeah. wrestling is what you want, yeah. Um, so, let's see if we're just completely just, like, misery guts here and see if you agreed with us or uh, whether you enjoyed this show, because I hope you did. I want people to enjoy NXT, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We go to mystery on the forum, forum.postwrestling.com. We put up feedback every week for NXT. He says he enjoyed tonight's episode of NXT quite a bit. More Rhea Raquel, yes please. Or Raquel will beat Rhea to get a shot at EO at New Year's Evil. That's what I think might happen, especially since Rhea's no good awful 2020 is not over yet. Tony Storm getting throat punched by EO ruled, especially with EO's logic, which makes this storyline simple as can be. And simple is sometimes good. EO doesn't have a problem with Tony, she just doesn't like her. It's basic, but good enough to base a story on. <laughs> I did not care about the majority of the men's stuff, but at least it's good that Karrion Cross is back. The triad stuff went from interesting to one of the must-see parts of NXT after that backstage tonight. I think he means the Xylee Boa, I, yeah. I imagine. No real question of the week, but this was a very solid episode of NXT, helped mainly by the women. I'd say the standout parts were the women definitely on yeah. this show, 100%. Uh, but it's NXT. We have the best women's roster, and I love that women's war games match. Chris from Pennsylvania, I was really impressed by the main event. Raquel and Ember had great chemistry and put on a really fun match. Nothing else really stood out in terms of in-ring tonight, but I feel like NXT did a good job of setting up their next storylines. The return of Cross immediately feels like a big deal, and I'm interested to see a match between him and Priest. Kushida possibly being set up as a challenger for Gargano would be a great direction, and I feel like we're either getting it, uh, we're either getting a Thatcher Champa alliance or a rematch in a fight pit. Sign me up for either. Yeah, uh, both of those things sound good. Thatcher should beat Champa in the fight pit because it's his match. And then, like, they join forces and be a tag team team or something. That's not a bad look. But Mm. what about Rust Man? Rust Guy. He he helped Thatcher and Thatcher's like, oh, I didn't tell him to do that. But clearly, like, he did, I I guess. But um, we'll see. Maybe Rust just hates Champa. Maybe. Maybe. We go to Eric from Michigan. Hi, guys. First time commenting. Oh. Wait a sec. Whoa. Is that a long time? First, first time, long time. First, first time, time long, long time. It's been so long that I didn't wow. know how to do it. First time in a long time. First time, long time. Love the great work you guys do. Thank you very much. Excellent opening to the show. It's really good to see Finn back tonight and his promo was top notch. Thought the interplay between the possible competitors was quite good and they all got some good verbal shots in at one another. I do love having the title picture heat back up with the trio of Kyle O'Reilly, Dunn and Priest all possibly in the mix. Of course, having Finn call out Cross and for him to show up was great as well. Thought they might tease the return out a bit longer, but why waste time, eh? Easy to overlook this match, but I also really enjoyed the competitiveness of Swerve Atlas. They're doing well balancing Atlas' lack of experience while building him up. If Swerve teasing a heel turn gets him more on-screen time, so be it. Women's division continues to shine, top to bottom. While I don't need Rhea Gonzalez again, their last match was so good, why not? Gonzalez continues to improve, and I think getting her up against EO will deliver as well. Cheers, E. Thank you, Thank Eric. You. Yeah, and we go to our last one here. Crooked Letter 9. It took only one segment to reset the main event scene with Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, and a little later on, Karrion Cross, each laying claim to the title. I was on edge when Scarlett came out to confront Balor. The matches tonight were strong with Ember Moon and Raquel Gonzalez in the main event, with the latter winning clean as a whistle. Gargano's celebration promo was hilarious stuff with his new faction. Austin Theory being the lunkhead could, could have potential. The three-way tag match went a little long to refocus the tag team 
team scene. Uh, sorry, it went a long way to refocus the team, he means. The Xia Li Boa storyline continues to be intriguing. A notable lack of star power with the UE, Dakota Kai, and Shotzi still reeling from war games. Solid stuff all around. So it seems like we were in the minority there. A lot of you guys seem to enjoy that, and that's fine. Maybe I just... I think a Harley race put me in a bad mood the other day. I You would just hate wrestling. I, yeah, maybe. Maybe I've just realized I'm completely we watch too doing much the wrong this. thing. We watch too um, much of this stuff. But no, that that's awesome. You guys enjoyed it. Um maybe maybe we're wrong. Who knows? Hey, it's opinion. There's no right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. Uh, but that's what we thought and that's what you thought. It's like um, when you pick Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2. There's no real wrong. They're both fun. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was NXT. We thank you for listening and uh, for the feedback there as well. Forum.postwrestling.com is where you can post that. Uh, we will be back next week. Yes, we'll still talk NXT even if we don't like it because we are your NXT friends. And it'll keep getting better. The struggle. It, I believe in NXT. They will pick it up. Maybe if we're being so negative uh, – Things will change. I, I don't know. I really don't. I, I hope they do. Um, I, I just want to go see uh, Shaq and Snoop Dogg on that other show. <laughs> Is that – have you just given me spoilers? No, no, no. They announced to go up against NXT in a few weeks. Okay. There's there's an announcement that is happening. Uh, so uh, looking forward to that. I Am guess- I going to have to ban you from the Twitch? <laughs> uh, I heard, I heard um, John Pollock's interview with Moro, which was yeah. fantastic, and him – praising uh the Snoop Dogg Mike Tyson thing was incredible to listen to but there's also some some NXT talk from Morrow there that I guess you could read between the lines of what he was saying mm. I'll just tell you to go listen to that instead of telling oh, you Oh it was what a he great said. interview oh, yeah, really good fantastic interview. um shots were fired ish type kind of sort of maybe I don't yeah. think so. no not shots fired just just honesty just honesty like just our honesty on today's episode absolutely uh, thank you for listening at up next podcast on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find us for all the updates of all the stuff including when we go live and we randomly go live sometimes and all that stuff and watch along for triple mania Saturday twitch.tv slash up next come hang out and watch some lucha men and some lucha doors and superheroes we were talking about spider-man when we didn't even realize marvel this weekend thanos and venom are teaming up <laughs> literally right this is actually happening marvel an official crossover with AAA. can't wait for that so we'll be doing a show on that as well because why not we're stuck inside and we're bored uh thank you for listening and supporting patreon.com slash up next North American tier, $5, and gets you access to all the shows we've done. Every show we're talking about is available through that tier, and it's only 5 bucks to access everything we've done. Every was next, best match ever, movie reviews, sorry, reviews from the six. Reviews from the six. December to December. Maybe it was that that broke you. Maybe you're done after watching is that. It, is it that? Yeah, maybe. It could have been. You saw Kevin Thorne and Ariel, and you were done. Yeah. You were absolutely maybe, done. Maybe. Thank you for listening and supporting um, us. And we've got a little tradition here at Up Next, so... YouTube room, let's pour one out. Oh, yeah. Pour one out to the YouTube room. <laughs> We're Twitches now. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I, myself, Braden Harrington. I am on Twitter, Instagram, at the D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And something, something, Milky Way. Ahoy!
Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.